You're listening to Bold Leadership, Episode 72, Why it's Social Media is Destroying Your Company Culture. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Bold Leaders and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire, Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. Well, it's great to be back with another episode of, of uh, Bold Leadership. I almost said social leadership because the topic today is uh, discussing social media. And I, I want to start with a, an article or some excerpt from an article from Inc. Magazine. They sat down with Shamit Palihapitea, a former VP of user growth at Facebook. That's an easy name to say too, Phil. Uh, very simple. They asked him, have you ever created something that you thought would help people only to discover that, would, that it would harm them afterward? In an unexpected turn of events, the former Facebook executive spoke with the Stanford Graduate School of Business about his feelings of guilt and regret of helping found a company that has been fundamentally detrimental to the way people interact today. Palahapatia first began at the social media company in 2007, three years after its founding by Mark Zuckerberg in 2004. At that time, Palapatia recounted that a few really considered the negative effects of a platform like Facebook. But as Facebook's popularity grew, it is the negative consequences of constant excessive social networking became clearer. And the problem became much bigger than Facebook as merely an online platform. It changed the way people interact on a day-to-day basis and restructured an entire existing social structure. Something few people could have foreseen after the advent of texting. It is literally literally to a point now where I think we have created tools that are ripping apart the social fabric of how society works. That is truly where we are, he said. The short-term dopamine-driven Facebook loops that we have created are destroying how society works. No civil discourse, no cooperation, misinformation, mistruth, and it's not an American problem. Wow. Those are some pretty profound words, Phil. What do you think? We were just talking about civil discourse and civil, just being civil to people about two seconds ago. Sorry, I was just updating my status on Facebook. Um, Great. I'll check it. Is it another pit bull? It is. (laughs) Awesome. Very confused breed of animal, I might add. Um, (laughs) Or misunderstood, I should say. I say they don't seem very confused. You know, it's it's crazy that we've talked about this a lot, just in general, but um, we've really are losing the ability to communicate with one another, um, whether it's face to face or over the phone or, um, you know, you get looked at like you're, there's something wrong with you. If you ever suggest talking to somebody on the actual telephone uh, these days, and God forbid, if you want a face to face meeting, because that's really weird, but you know, it's, it's definitely a different time. I think there's a place for social media, like, like with anything, but it seems to be that, in a way, it's uh, definitely hind- 
hindered everybody's ability to communicate effectively. So you kind of asked answer the question, but I want to get more in depth in this. Do you think all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, do you think that they're killing communication, especially for our younger generation that's stepping out of college and into the workplace? I, I think it's I think it's changed communication. I think it's um, in the traditional sense of communication, like what we're doing right now, or when we have a face to face meeting, or if we meet with clients, uh, yeah, I think it's really uh, hindered the development of, of an entire generation to be able to do that effectively. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not good communicators. They just communicate with different mediums. So that's an interesting statement. And, and the interesting piece to, of it to me is that it embolden, It seems like it emboldens people to say things they wouldn't say to your face and at times ex- become extremely rude or detrimental to the company or the culture because they said things they wouldn't bring to their boss because they were frustrated. Well, I call them social media John Waynes. You know, these, fair. these folks that uh, I mean, I've had incidents like many people where somebody will post something that's probably you know, a little inappropriate or off color or out of line or or at least to me, I felt it was. And so I would say something to him. And usually I don't try to engage, you know, this, I don't try to engage online for the whole world to see. I'll send a private message or something to somebody. It's always interesting that, uh, that, um, folks are much, uh, more aggressive, uh, towards one another. It seems when they're utilizing social media or text or, you know, whatever the case may be, but, um, it's definitely, I think, I think it plays a part in our, um, the loss of civil discourse, you know, as far as or just having good, solid debate and discussion. It's, it's, it seems to be a world of absolutes, right? If we don't agree, then we can't like each other. If we don't agree, then I have to absolutely try to embarrass you on social media to make my point. And it's, it's really, it's a shame because it's a very uh, classless um, way to approach uh, one another, in my opinion. Well, you know, I agree with you, and I agree f- with you from the sense as if you can't say it to somebody's face. Hold on a second, I had a door. Now, I agree with you because if you can't say something to somebody's face, my dog is barking. No, that's Tucker. That's the dog. It is the dog. The greatest dog in the world. So I agree with you. If you can't say something to somebody's face, you shouldn't post it on social media. Correct. Fair I statement. Mean, just common sense. You know, I mean, if you, if you feel passionately about something, there's a lot of ways to communicate with somebody about that, that would involve actual, um, meeting or, you know, or at a minimum on a phone. I mean, I, I really miss the days of actual face-to-face conversation because there's so much that's left out, um, in communication when you're not looking at one another, you're not uh, able to see each other's body language and facial expressions. You know, there's a lot of communication that's not verbal, right? And so uh, I think it, it creates a lot of wasted time because you're many times you're explaining yourself again and again and again. Um, uh, so, I mean, there's, you know, d- definitely for a 53 year old guy, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, to, I'd say, accept that is the way of communicating in the future, but um, and I and I and I don't accept it <laughs> right or wrong. I mean, I as you know, I mean, we're I'm big in face to face communication, or if we do have to meet over the phone, we prefer uh, 
uh, Zoom actually, or or something like that, you know, to where we can still see one another and talk to one another. But um, it's it's uh, it's definitely a new means of communicating. It's definitely had an effect on society as a whole and business uh, in a big way. Well, I agree with you, and I think that's one of the most fun things about us working together and working with other people is that you know ninety percent of our meetings are face to face because. We get a feel for the customer, the client, and we develop long-lasting relationships. And that's something you don't get on social media. So here's my next question for you. Do you think companies are losing productivity because their employees are always connected? Yes. And I think it's, uh, I think it's probably worse than any of us really realize. Um, you know, I think if you go into any office environment and, I, and if there's 10, let's say 10 desktops, I would bet you on no fewer than six or seven, either open or in the background um, is the social media side of some sort, you know, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, whatever the case may be um, open or somebody's on their cell phone with one of those sites. Um, so I don't, I don't think there's any question it impacts profit or excuse me, productivity and uh, as I was getting ready to say, profitability at the end of the day. Yeah, I think it's one of those items that gets people emotional. And, and frankly, it, it from experience in theater and combat, Facebook and social media was one of the biggest challenges we had with the team when things were going south. They wanted to post a message to their spouse to say everything was okay, which right. turned into a conversation, which relayed information that should have been relayed. The same right. thing is happening at companies. I mean, oh, why, no why are all no these doubt. secrets for companies getting out in the world? Well, somebody made a comment on Facebook and then they talked to a friend about it. Next thing you know, it's all over the world and it really shouldn't be. Um, so- no, and I think, and also there's just, uh, there's big things like what you're describing. And then there's simple things like, you know, somebody says, well, I'll just hop on real quick and fire off this message or update this. Uh, uh, maybe I know you can go on Facebook and create events. You know, so maybe they want to update their event real quick or change something. And when you add all that up collectively across the entire workforce of the United States, um, it's big dollars that are being wasted uh, on a daily basis uh, because of social media. No doubt. So here's my next question. As as a, we talk about leadership, we kind of talked about social media a little bit, but let's talk about the impact of leadership and how do leaders grow a positive culture in their company, in a social media focused world. How do we do that? Well, I mean, I think, you know, bottom line is, is like I said, to begin with, there are a lot of positives with social media, right? We've only touched on those things that I think create challenges and, and uh, affect productivity, but social media is also can be utilized and embraced uh, to be a great tool and a great resource for companies um, as well. You know, I think it's it's much like anything else, you know. Um, uh, we'll see, you know, things in moderation tend to tend to not affect us as badly as things that aren't in moderation, right? Whatever that may be, and I think social media would fall into that category. But I think having a really clear, good corporate uh, statement and corporate mission, um, and also just understanding how the corporate uh, that each individual corporation approaches social media. You know, what are the rules of the road? Um, and it's like everything else, Dave, you know, in corporate America, you've got to have follow through and you've got to, 
you've got to have, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't see, you and I talked about this. I, the word I'm getting ready to say is consequence. And people automatically think of that as a negative thing. I mean, I, consequence isn't always negative. You know, there's outstanding consequences also. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, just, just having the ability to, to uh, communicate with one another, you know, one of the things I love about social media is the ability to easily connect uh, with folks, you know, I've got two sons that are on active yeah. duty right now and serving all over the world. And, and, you know, it's kind of cool to be able to pull up FaceTime and, and see him or um, stay connected through messenger. You know, I mean, so there's, there's beautiful things about social media also. Um, very, very good things, but I think it's like anything else. You got to have the rules of the road, if you will, and, and then have everybody apply them and, and uh, uh, you don't follow them. I think that's a great point. And I think the structure wise for companies, the rules of the road are simple. You know, when you're at work, if you're not on a break, stay off of it unless it's for the company. Right. Um, and, and if, if you're on a break, have at it, have fun. Um, don't walk into meetings, updating your social media status, be focused and intent on the people you're talking to. Um, make sure you're, you're communicating effectively through other channels and make it simple because if it's not simple, your employees aren't going to follow it. If you say you can't use your phone from eight until five, well, that's really not realistic in today's society. And I think you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, so the, I think the thing I got from you is you embrace social media as part of reality and you yep. set forth a good communication strategy and plan for your team uh, who can you know leverage it when they need to and, and use it for fun when it's appropriate. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not unlike anything else, right? I mean, just, just use some good judgment and follow the rules of the road, as I like to say. And, and, you know, that when you do those things and you, and you realize that, uh, in my opinion, you know, social media is a wonderful tool, um, and on a, on a professional level, uh, social media has really created innovations that have allowed people to just completely, um, grow their businesses and do things that, that you just couldn't in the past. And so that's a wonderful thing about social media. At the same time, as we said, social media has also created a lot of, you know, online John Wayne's and, and we've, we've lost the desire, I guess, to, to communicate with each other, uh, whether it's face to face or written or on the phone or, or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, it's, it's, we've became a, a society of, immediate and instant in all things. It's been that way for years about immediate gratification and they want things now. And, you know, it's, it's been that way for a long time, but I think with communication, it's really started affecting a lot of things. The other thing about social media and we see it a lot now um, on the news is it's also can be mistreated by those who um, control the social media platforms. You know, whether I just read an article yesterday where, you know, there's a, pretty big investigation being launched into um, many people whose sites are being shut down or, or blocked and, or connections are being mysteriously dropped. And they just, they just happen to be of one certain political uh, affiliation or who this is happening to. And, and so, you know, and, and even Facebook yesterday came out and there was one very visible case for the young lady by the name of Candace Owens, who was, her account was suspended for seven days for something she posted. It didn't violate any, any of the stated rules of Facebook, but they, they, uh, they blocked her anyway, or, or, or put her in Facebook prison 
for seven days and she was there for about eight hours and then they realized they had really stepped in it and they came back and said, Oh, that was just a mistake. And, you know, because they had done that to somebody that had other ways to communicate with people and became pretty evident what was going on. But so there are dangers, you know, um, with social media also where you could really utilize a tool that, that, and as you read, you know, one of the founders or one of the people that was really tasked with growing, I should say, Facebook, you know, they have, they have remorse, you know, they, they really have guilt over it. And, you know, you see, it's, you got to be careful with what you create because you can also create a tool that can really hurt people. Yeah, that that's a fact. And, you know, what you're talking about on the censoring of, of voices is, you know, it's the, it's the Stalin or Lenin effect. Um, where you get one side of a story out to a community or a company. And that's, yeah. that's extremely dangerous. I mean, our founding fathers were pretty smart about whether you like it or not. You know, they made some rules that don't appeal to everybody or they only appeal to people when it works for them, right? Um, but there's danger in that. And we have to be really careful. And, and, you know, we have to realize as adults and as company owners and as leaders, you know, everyone's responsible for their own actions, you know, and it appear it appears at times that civility is dying in exchange for for likes, retweets, and followers. And and more importantly, it seems the crazier stuff you put out there, the more likes or dislikes you get, or the more attention you get. So, to some extent, I feel like we're we're filling somebody's emotional void to be accepted or liked or be a part of something, as opposed to you know having good conversations or sharing fun things or or even addressing issues in a civil manner. Um, well, I think, you know, years ago it was talk radio or, oh, or yeah. shock radio, yeah. right? With Howard Stern. Remember that was, he's the still big. rolling around. He, you know, he's still, oh, he's still, still out there on satellite, but, 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 you know, but that, that was kind of where it started. And now you've got to your point and I'm really going to show myself now, but as far as my age, but I know there's one of the young ladies that's in the Kardashian family, one of the younger young ladies that I have a daughter-in-law that, that, you know, she looks at her like we looked at Billy Graham growing up, you know, and, and you just, she's got some obnoxious amount of followers. I mean, millions and millions of followers. And, and then you look back and you say, okay, well, what does she do? And and you realize that what she does is she's her own brand. She just is appealing to a certain segment of people. And so then people pay her literally billions of dollars. She's a, I believe she's a billionaire already. Um, so she's monetized that. And my, my response to that is good for her. I mean, that's, that's wonderful. We live in a country where you can do that, but I would also say that that's also a sign of the time to where, you know, it doesn't seem that you have to bring anything of real intrinsic value or any kind of value whatsoever to become, uh, um, uh, successful anymore. And that, and to me, no, no reflection on this young lady, like I said, good for her. That's great. But, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's dangerous when we, when you reward people for being shocking and over the top and controversial, um, and to be quite honest, downright mean many times, um, you know, that's, that's a slippery slope to be living on. Yeah. Back when we were young people, some of the things you do that people do today would result in a different outcome. So, you know, it's, yeah, it, it, that's well said. Now I've also said, thank God they didn't have social media when I was eight. <laughs> And no, no doubt. No, well, there, no there's, doubt. there's two sides to everything, right? Yeah, I mean, I, and, I, and to that, Dave, I do think our young people, you know, their lives can be turned upside down on a grand scale so much easier now. I mean, they deal with so much more stuff as it 
pertains to exposure um, than we ever did. You know, I was thinking in particular, and you, you'll, you'll see, it was a few months ago, there was a group of students from a private school in Kentucky that got caught up in that controversy when they were on a field trip as a school and ended up all over social media and the news ran with it. And they, you know, and then you come to find out, you know, these kids were just being crucified. The guy that was crucifying them was a fraud and a fake and a liar and, you know, everything else. But, but, it, but within literally minutes, these kids went from just some high school kids from Kentucky that were on a field trip that so their whole world was turned upside down. And that, that goes to show the power and the influence of social media. I mean, it's, it's a real thing, you know, you can, you can make or break or destroy a person's life with a good or a bad post. Right. I mean, so that's scary to me, but, uh, what do I know? Right. (laughs) And and the other thing is, you know, that, that bad post or that bad tweet, you know, stays with the person forever. And and it's, it's not reasonable. It's not, it's not fair. It's not the way it should be. And it, it's something that we're going to have to address as adults, um, and to how we handle things. Um, so, you know, that's important. I think the biggest takeaway from today for business leaders and business owners is this. Social media is not going anywhere. You need to have a policy in place to help your employees um, not lose productivity. In the same sense, you need to have a policy and a plan in place when things go south, because it's going to happen, that your team is ready to respond. You know, right. the, the 24 hour, you know, the 24 hour, hour news cycle has become the 30 second news cycle. And anything you do say or act that gets on social media could impact you in a significant way if you're not ready to deal with it. Um, so, you know, it's a dangerous space. It's a good space. It's like anything you have to be responsible to use it. Um, so I encourage you to develop those plans moving forward. And with that, this episode of bold leadership, we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exit.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review. 